on mute. You're 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 on mute. Uh, why do you look so confused? Open those system preferences. Click on that sound button because you're on mute. <clears throat> Uh, well, welcome back to the program, everybody. You're on mute. Uh, the inside conversations of a marketing agency. Uh, we are the Farm Boy Web and Marketing Crew, and uh, we uh, have a very fun topic today. Uh, as you can see, uh, Renee is with baby. She had an immaculate conception recently, <laughs> and uh, a baby is all of a sudden in her home. Uh, so she's been doing lots of multitasking. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is multitasking. And, you know, since uh, a lot of our team is remote, a lot of the time, uh, I'm working in a coffee shop today in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, four of us are remote. Kara is holding down the floor in the office as always. And oh uh, yeah, uh, we couldn't appreciate her more for it. So, but we're going to talk about marketing. I mean, uh, multitasking and marketing and, uh, Renee, uh, tell us how you got that beautiful baby, if you want, or just how did it appear? Um, so my my brother, he's got four kids under the age of five. She's the youngest, and his poor wife, I don't even know how she was managing, um, but she needed a break, and she felt safe giving her baby to me for a little bit so that she could catch up on sleep and get life back together and just get a breather. So well, I flew out there and got the baby. That's amazing that you did that. I know that uh, in a couple of weeks, Maggie will be dropping off her two, Tyler will be dropping off his two, and then mine will be over this weekend. So uh, <laughs> we, we, Hey, we bring it. I'll keep, I'll keep them all alive. Um, just expect me to be bald when you come pick them up. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. My two-year-old, um, Will probably not be alive because he actively tries to kill himself on a daily basis. Oh, jeez. <laughs> do you have a do you have a recent story about this? I mean, like what in the last day, month, week, minute, the kid is like always climbing on uh, stuff, running around, just putting things in his mouth he's not supposed to put in his mouth. Like the kid is just he has no fear at all whatsoever and my oldest son is like <laughs> safety cam but <laughs> i could drop off cam he would help you that's the thing about first children there they kind of just come out come out as adults right we already talked about that mm -hmm. so it, uh are your children multitaskers or they get pretty focused on something and and, and stay on it um they are not multitaskers. Um, I feel like multitasking is just like not real. And it's like a fake thing that we're taught in our culture. Um, I feel like, especially as women, we are taught we need to be able to multitask because we have to balance all of these different loads and expectations um because you know we can have it all as they used to say so yeah. um, i uh i do love this story uh that carol king has a story where she was uh breastfeeding her baby with one hand and she was writing 
you know, will you still love me tomorrow with her other hand on the piano. Uh, so she was the epitome of what they would, you know, whatever, mid 60s, like do what you're supposed to do, woman. Uh, and she was, uh, and then she made everybody feel like a natural one. So she she did quite okay in the, uh, the multitasking in that regard, I would think. Uh, I can really, not really, so it's hard. not, it's, it's not really multitasking because like my, I'm probably going to put an explicit on this now, but like my thought is multitasking is just half-assing two things. And I would rather full-ass one thing. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. Multitasking isn't real because you're basically shifting yeah. from one task to the next and you're never focused on two things at once. It's not even possible. So, right. so, so what you guys are saying are going back to uh, Maggie's analogy, more like you're multi-assing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it used to go. be, there was like a big chunk of time where you had to put multitasking on your resume yeah. um, and employers would ask about it in interviews and like act like it was this big asset and, and it's not, it's like, no. you know, hurting, hurting work output, hurting employees, making people burn out it really kills time management it's crazy it's crazy well and i think even people who like study um productivity and industrial systems and stuff will say that um multitasking is counterproductive it like you said it causes that is the most mom thing i've ever seen in my entire life you're on a talk about having it all so for those of you who don't watch the video, Renee just lifted the baby up and sniffed the bottom. There's a dirty diaper. I love that. I identify with that. It's um, anywho, the uh, people who study work and work systems, I mean, they'll tell you that multitasking is not productive. It's not, you know, it, it's not a benefit to anyone. I, I have a, uh, I want to throw something on Kara. Kara is our project manager. So right now she is, I will, I won't say uh, multitasking, but juggling about 20 some different projects to keep us all afloat. Uh, what's your take on multitasking? I think it is, I agree with Maggie that it is something that has been probably ingrained in my brain at least since I was like I don't know a kid I mean I grew up with a working mom and dad where they were both constantly juggling things all the time and going into college I went into public relations where they basically tell you that that's your whole job all day every day you're going to be juggling client calls you're going to be planning you're going to be you know writing press releases all these type of things that make it feel like it's just constant chaos at all times so I think the biggest thing that I have learned is you can't, you can't multitask. You have to just set a list of priorities. And then once that list of priorities is set, I just have to go through it with like a task list. Now things can always like come up and I'll always like shift priorities. But in reality, I've learned that multitasking is bullshit. And I absolutely have to just hunker down and focus on one thing or else I'm not going to produce good work. I'm not going to be good at communicating. I'm going to miss things. And not only will we suffer as a company, but our clients would suffer. So yeah, multitasking, it sounds nice and it would be nice if we could all do it, but it's just, it's not possible. 
I think I think the cool thing that we have that maybe somebody else wouldn't is we don't have to multitask because we don't have to wear every hat. We have different team members who are are good at this or good at that. And you know, like I could I could hand something to Vanessa and she's gonna be able to do it a lot faster than me while I'm kind of worried about this other thing I have to take care of for a client. So I think that that's, um, that's, the, that's the, the awesome thing about having a team that can work together, you know what I mean? So what about you, Vanessa, straight out of uh, college where you know there's dr drinking, dating, classes, cereal making, cereal production making. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa multi multi bold her cereals this morning. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste good though, so I'm not gonna go into cereal making anytime soon. <laughs> I'll stick to marketing. But um, I'm kind of with Tyler, where he said you're just kind of shifting focus from one thing to another. I think that that's like I, I I tend to do that with small tasks, but if I'm doing something bigger there's no way that I can multitask or shift focus that quickly and still be productive with it. Yeah, I feel you on that. Like, I think I have to have like something going on in my brain that's creative, you know, like whether I'm like uh, writing a song in my head or like, you know, have something to look forward to that's not what I'm doing. That actually helps me get through what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Having that other kind of thing going on in my internal dialogue and so I, it's not really multitasking but it's like um, I don't know I I don't I, I, I kind of do that and I like think of it as like time pressure it's like I have other stuff I can do and want to do or have to do so I just kind of remind myself of that to help myself work through things yeah yeah well and I think sometimes that helps you get the thing that maybe is difficult done because you have that other thing in your mind that maybe you want to tackle or something mm -hmm. So have you guys like that? Have you guys heard of batch working? That's what yeah. I like to do. So yeah, it is similar to time blocking. Yeah, basically the same thing, time blocking. So like when I I will set up my day, um, I felt like I was a much better, I was much better at uh multitasking when I didn't have kids. Um, just because I could be like, okay, well, you know, my brain works really fast and I can do all this stuff and no big deal and then that's crazy because most people would say the opposite most people would say oh, look I learned to multitask when I had kids so that's crazy no no because I like I feel like I think when I had kids it was more like the stakes were higher for like if forgetting something or you know so when I had when I had my kids, I was like, okay, I need to get a real like organizational system that actually works for me and I can get stuff done because I'm always like thinking, oh, I need to do this or, oh, I need to do this. Or I have to go to the post office. I have to get this for my husband. I have to make sure that Cam's, we bring, he brings his treats for St. Patrick's Day party. And, you know, all of these little things, you know, that you have to do. And this is probably a gendered take on it, but, um, you know, as a mom, I was like, I can't forget these things. So I have to have a way that's outside of my brain to, rem to remember how to do these things. So I started doing, I read a lot of books and looked at different like organizational systems, like getting things done was one of them. And then, um, I like time blocking and batch working the most. So basically what it is, is you look at your day, which is why I have a, like a written planner 
um this is gonna be an old day because i've been bad at and i am not perfect at this like i mostly do this for my mental health so i am not like marie kondo we we, we saw we saw your planner uh in one of so the you earlier see, podcasts you can see this is you know february 16th so you get an idea but like i'll do i'll set meetings and then in these in-betweens is when i'll work off of a um to-do list and like literally block out like i from today from 10 from 10 until 11 10 i'm gonna do these tasks and then i'm gonna take a break because like the biggest thing with the time blocking and the in the batch working is giving yourself that break because when you're really hyper-focused on one thing, um, your brain is going to need a break or you're going to start kind of like drifting off. So I will do that. I'll like set an alarm on my phone. And when it's the break time, like I'll get up, I will, you know, go flip the laundry or do dishes or sit here and scroll on my phone. I don't feel like doing those things, make coffee, whatever. And that's how I feel like I'm able to like, really increase my productivity and organ I feel like organization goes into pro productivity and delegation goes into productivity. There's so many different things. All of the things go into it. And um I'm naturally like not an organized person, which you all saw when I gave my farm boy confession. So I have to like force myself to have planners and systems and notes and all of this kind of stuff or I just have it all in my brain and then I feel like I'm a blender with the lid off yeah I I, I think that uh, that's interesting you know I think that uh, and I think we've talked about this before on the podcast uh you know I'm one of those people who if I am in a zone and working on something uh whether it's a creative thing or whatever I can get to that point of like oh my god I've been doing this for 11 hours straight and I haven't got on gone up to go to the bathroom or eat anything and it like you get into this like euphoric state of that um of, of being so in tune with what you're doing uh and i love those moments so uh but again those are usually on like things that like either you just have to get done or um they're maybe more creative so uh, i've never really done the like block working I know there's like apps for that and stuff. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm, my work day is like a thousand little blocks anyway, because I get a I get a Slack message here, I get an email here, and I'm like, you know, I'm constantly like, all right, I can take care of that quick. Just go and do it. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff I read too, I'm kind of careful about that too. Is um, like they say to check your email like twice a day because it's so easy to get distracted. And, you know, I think I've never worked with Slack until I started working here. Um, and I like it, but it's so easy to start firefighting and not knowing what, you know, priorities really are and like what really can wait. And I think a lot of that just goes into setting expectations with the client. You know, not everything can be a fire drill or we will all just, our brains will explode. And I will have to up my Zoloft by a whole lot. <laughs> Man, I've never had Zoloft. I kind of want to. <laughs> I got it um, after, well, in the middle of, I think I've always had anxiety and anxiety disorder. And then I had a pretty um, 
traumatic um, birth experience with Cam. So I had some other like PTSD stuff thrown in there. And um, then in the middle of COVID, you just sitting there waiting to, you know, like get COVID at, at the very beginning of COVID, sitting there waiting to just, you know, die for lack of a better word. And I was like, I need, I need help, man. <laughs> like this is not working for me and I love Zoloft I tell everyone Zoloft it's my favorite I wish I would have went on it when I was Vanessa's age I would wish even before that I wish I would have went on it when I was in college I would have probably been a better student and made better life choices I I love it all right and now we'll list the side effects of Zoloft for all you listeners out there I am not a medical professional. I'm ex- I'm sharing what I expect. Okay, this is totally unrelated to productivity, but um, when you're talking about marketing in the medical industry, have you guys did you guys watch the miniseries Dope Sick? Nope. On Hulu? No, I don't think. Oh so. my god, it is so good. It's about um, Purdue Pharma and like the opioid epidemic and like how that company like it was really focused on marketing because that's most of what they did to get into where they were so if you like marketing and you have like an opioid addiction or you just are (laughs) like wow you know this is this was a very serious epidemic and we continue to suffer with it or deal with it as a society and you want to know why this is watch that it's so good it was nominated for a bunch of golden globes just chef's kiss so good i'm gonna watch it maggie you should it's so good well can somebody give me their hulu account password (laughs) (laughs) maggie have you read the book crazy like us the westernization of the mental health industry i think you would like that I'll write it down. No, I love, I, well, you know, I love reading, so I'll definitely. Yeah. yeah what check number, out, what, check out crazy like us. It's, it's a trip. It's about how, you know, our Western society kind of mutated what mental health was supposed to look like and kind of forced it on the rest of the world, even though culturally it doesn't really align <laughs> with, you know, how other cultures view medicine and well-being. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking but so you're telling me that the that we as a society try to colonize other societies and their cultures imagine that so wild right (laughs) this this podcast is taking a turn we're supposed to be very like uh, depression and bulimia and um like suicidal tendencies and um how we deal with um trauma like after, you know, environmental catastrophe and stuff like that. It's, it's cool. That does sound really interesting. Sounds real positive to me, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll just listen to Leonard, Cohen, Leonard Cohen's first album. I'll, I can get it done in 45 <laughs> minutes. What's that? Did you say something about Taylor Swift? Of course I did. The Red Album, Taylor Swift, <laughs> okay. or otherwise, Let's not never compl- more. Let's not compare Leonard Cohen's first album to Taylor Swift's Red Album. Now, I, I will. I will. Compare, I will compare. I will drive up to Minneapolis and I will bring Evermore, her album, and I will pay play you one of the saddest songs you've ever heard. You probably put it on my playlist. Who knows? No, I tried to do a good variation. Like, oh, 
when I want to feel feels like I listen to that album I love listening and reading sad things watching sad movies it just here's, makes me okay here, here's a multitasking question can you guys uh, like listen to music or a podcast while you're in focused on something else or watch oh. a tv show yeah okay I listen to like lo-fi music but anything with yes. lyrics so directed yeah if I start hearing lyrics I'll just start singing along and then I yeah, I'm clearly not focusing if I'm just sitting there singing to music. Yeah, I'll start like if I'm writing something and I'm listening to music with lyrics, I'll start typing the lyrics and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I love I love that. Uh, now I'm going to show my age here a little bit, guys. Uh, I love that now the term lo-fi music, it has like this specific genre. These like, you know, like little soft beats and like kind of like real like just nice groovy stuff. Like when I was in high school, lo-fi music was like, you know, people who recorded on their four tracks and like, you know, like all my favorite bands from the 90s, like Guided by Voices and Pavement and all that kind of stuff. That was what like lo-fi music was, like people recording at home. And now it's like turned into well, this. Well, like, it still is that. Well, it it's still is that too. But like um, now there's like this whole like genre that is like that kind of like just like I, I mean I love it it's well nice. they call it lo-fi beats usually yeah, yeah. Beats yeah. Usually yeah. To it. no words yeah <laughs> it's nice but it is like a, a drastic difference than like listening to a guided by voices record or something but I I like it I just it's interesting so now when somebody says they like like lo-fi music I'm like oh you like like Kleenex girl wonder or like you know whatever what? Like, huh? I feel like yeah. the modern equivalent would be like, oh, do you listen to this SoundCloud rapper? Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, well, we uh, we got to wrap this up, guys. Uh, we have a, a big client meeting that I need to get to. Um, but I, I hope that you guys have been multitasking while you've been listening to this or not multitasking. And... Uh, if you want to listen to Red by Taylor Swift and Leonard Cohen. Taylor's version. Taylor's version of Red and of Target Edition, maybe. Uh, uh, or Leonard Cohen's first record and give us your feedback on that. Or if you want to give us feedback on the podcast, we're always looking for reviews. We always are looking for people to subscribe. And uh, we really appreciate everybody for listening. And, uh, you know, it's fun to... Uh, be able to kind of work from home with babies in hand or uh, run to get your kids while you're working uh so we're not multitasking we're just getting stuff done uh for our clients and we're making it happen and um you know sometimes you just need to mix it up if you just have a little bit of cereal left in both boxes so <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening today and uh you're on mute I Hi think guys. we just mixed it up because there wasn't cereal <laughs> left. It was a fresh box of Oh man, you just did it because in a fresh bag of marshmallows. I just thought it was gonna taste good. Okay, I'll see you later on the call. Right. It was it was a remix. <laughs> Thanks, Vanessa. <laughs> Bye guys. All right, have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya.